Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jesus died on the cross to set us free from sin and its crippling consequences. The world and those who misunderstand these things would lead us down a path of bondage and slavery. In fact, many believers who have been set free spiritually remain enslaved physically. We need to grow in our understanding of the truth in order to embrace the freedom that faith in Christ brings. Today on Drawing Near, we look at a passage that challenges us to understand biblical legalism and freedom. Please take your Bible and turn to Colossians chapter 2 and join me for Freedom, It's Complicated. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father in heaven, I thank you for the freedom that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Freedom from sin, freedom from deception, freedom from all of those things in life that would enslave and bind, that would distance us from you and the life that you would have us to know in Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that we have been set free from the condemnation that is deserved by all sinners. And yet, Father, I'm aware that I, like many others, have areas in my life that are still in bondage. I'm set free spiritually. I have freedom in Christ, but I'm still enslaved physically. And my body bears those marks like so many other people. I pray, Father, that you would help us through this passage today to understand what you desire for us and the provision that you have made for our freedom. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 20, Paul writes, If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees such as, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which all refer to things destined to perish with use, in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men? These are matters which have, to be sure, the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body, but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. So when Paul says in verse 20, if you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, that word if is better understood not as maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but since you have died with Christ. Because we who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ have died with Christ. We've looked at that in a few of our last studies. We have been crucified with Christ, we have died with Christ, and we have been raised to new life in Christ through faith in his death, burial, and resurrection. So when it says we have died with Christ, we have died with Christ to worldly, carnal, fleshly things, or, as Paul writes here, to the elementary principles of the world that guide our choices, that guide our behaviors. So Paul says, since you have died with Christ to these elementary principles of the world, why, as if your living was centered in this world, or as if your focus was centered in this world, do you submit yourself to decrees, and that's a legal term, to legal decrees such as, you're not allowed to handle this or touch that 
or taste this. We now live in the spiritual world. We are governed by the principles of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, of God and His Word. So coming under the law again, coming under the decrees of the law, is not what we're about. Are we to be moral? Absolutely. Are we to live wisely? Yes. But we are not governed by decrees that you have to do this and you can't do that. And That's not the issue. We are governed by the Spirit, which informs and guides our decision-making process. These kind of decrees are infantile. They're for children. We have to do that with our children. Don't touch this. Don't do that. But as our children get older, they have more freedom to make wise decisions. Now, if they're foolish, they're not going to make wise decisions. If we are foolish in Christ, we're going to act foolishly. But we are to grow spiritually in spiritual wisdom and understanding, which we've also talked about so far in this book, and therefore we don't need these laws and these rules. All of the things in this world, according to verse 22, are things destined to perish with use. These are things that are consumed. They are going to turn to rust or dust. They are things that are perishable. And yet man wants to put rules and regulations and laws and decrees that they think are valuable on us. They want to enslave us by their sense of right and wrong. We are not to be governed by man's commandments or teachings, according to verse 22, but rather we are to be guided by the teachings of Jesus Christ, by the Word of God, and the indwelling Holy Spirit. Are we free to do anything we want? Absolutely not. Living foolishly has consequences. And God gives us wisdom in His Word. And if we trust the Lord, we will embrace His wisdom. That's what faith is. I trust God and do what he says. So it's not as though we have freedom to do anything we want, that we have freedom not to listen to anyone. It's that we don't listen to people. We don't listen to the values of worldliness. We don't listen to mankind's self-made rules and commandments. We rather are spiritual, and so we listen to the spiritual instruction from the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Man's rules and regulations, according to verse 23, they have an appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body. In other words, man says, the more you do without, the more you suffer, the more you do this or that, the better you'll be. That is a works sense of salvation. That is, if you do the right things, you'll be the right people. That's not what God tells us. God tells us, that we have to trust in Jesus Christ who did the right things, because that's the only means of salvation. For it is by grace that you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have to do anything, because in Ephesians 2, the very next verse says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works which God intended for us to do in advance. All of these man-made rules, all of this man-made religion is of no value against fleshly indulgence. Now that phrase indicates fleshly indulgence is not acceptable, but man's attempt to handle it 
is flawed. It is God's wisdom, God's word, God's truth that helps guard us against fleshly indulgence if we by faith will trust the Lord. So freedom, it's complicated. We are free in Christ, but not free to sin. We are free in Christ, but not free to be foolish. We are free from sin and the elementary principles of this world. We are free to live for God in wisdom, in understanding, in enlightenment. We are free to truly live above fleshly indulgence. We need to understand this one thing. If we are going to do right before God, it's going to take discipline, dedication, commitment to God's principles, to God's truth. Do not embrace an idea of freedom that says there is no responsibility, no discipline, no mature behavior required. That is not God's definition of freedom. Jesus tells us, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. That's what we need to understand. Father in heaven, help us to get an understanding of what it is to truly be free, to be free from man's self-made religion, self-made sense of ideas and values, man's self-made morality, and help us to embrace the spiritual truth, the true liberty and freedom that comes from faith in Jesus Christ and obedience to his will. When we obey the Lord, we experience freedom from sin. And it's real. It's tangible. We experience it. It's not just a label over us. It is a reality in our everyday life. The old hymn that says burdens are lifted at Calvary is true. Help us to know that, Father. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today on Drawing Near. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.